Hello, and welcome to episode 127 of the WatchNet Podcast. On today's show, Robert aligns with the Separatists. Donnell watches the baby of Stranger Things and Black Mirror. On Lower Decks, Sax completes his dream. And on Stargirl, wow, even Pat has daddy issues. All that and more. I'm your host, Donnell, and with me, as always, is Robert. Robert, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing better. I've been sick for the last five days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I don't sound perfect. And we're recording remote because I'm sick, so so this should be an interesting audio yeah. situation. Yeah, not I, not as not as bad as a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, I was gonna say everybody who's listening is like, wow, their audio sounds weird. That it, we are not recording on the laptop microphone. <laughs> we just uh, we just have to do a little remote um, as we do from time to time due to circumstances. Um, but we still won't be able to get an episode out for you guys. And uh, speaking of an episode, Robert, what you been watching, my friend? Uh, you know, I've I've, had, I've done a couple of things this week. Um, I did my regular rewatch of I Zombie, okay, which is yeah, you know yeah. great, great show. I, I learn something new every time I watch it, <laughs> which is fun. Um, I've also been watching uh, Let the Right One In, which is just a great, great vampire show. I gotta watch um, that. I, I I read up about it and the movies that it's based on. Uh, uh, and stuff, and I was like, "Man, this sounds really interesting." And then I, I just, yeah, I got, I got to watch that. Yeah, it was, it was originally a, a book. Yeah. Um, and then it got turned into a movie, and I liked the movie. The movie's really good. Um, so I, I was, I was, I don't know who was asking for a show of it. Uh, but it's, it's really high quality, and it's just, yeah, it's really, it's really dark and really good. Um, it, I don't know if I gave the synopsis last time, but it's, it's basically about a little girl is turned into a vampire. And her father is like trying to find a cure and he has to keep moving them around and they end up like finding this like apartment where there's a bathroom that has no windows so she can make that into like a bedroom and they, they try and start putting down roots and she starts making friends with like the kid next door and all this stuff, um, you know, and at the same time, the dad's got to go out and get her blood and, and it's a whole thing. They seem to be expanding on the story a little bit. I never read the book, uh, but but it definitely a lot more. A lot more stuff going on than in the movie, that as much as I can recall. I mean, yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, just just really well done. I mean, obviously, very not not a kid friendly show. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say from what uh, what I've read about. So the movie, and I'm assuming I'm banking because that thing is there. There there's the 2008 Let the Right One In Swedish romantic horror, and then there's oh also, I don't know what that is. Well, so that's the that's the original movie, and then there's Let Me In, which is the remake that they made the u.s remake and so I was, oh okay i was gonna ask huh. you which one you had seen you know i think i saw the subtitled one okay yeah yeah um both of them are critically acclaimed so they both did well usually yeah i mean really good really good yeah i mean i was excited for the show when i saw that it was coming yeah um and i think they're really delivering on it and i feel like they're at least i mean like i said i haven't watched the show yet but from reading i read the synopsis of both movies and stuff and then the show, it sounds like the show is kind of doing it, like, I don't think they're doing this, like, it's based off of, but I don't think they're doing the same story, because in the movie, it, she's not with her father, she's with, like, her, I don't know, her servant or whatever, who, like, gets people for her and stuff, and they're not, like, finding a cure, she's just living as a vampire, um, hmm. falls in love with the boy next door. Um, we're at the show. Yeah. I, like I said, it seems like they're doing it. Kind of they're they're de- I mean, it's definitely diverging, yeah. but maybe yeah. it's more in line with the book or something. Yeah, maybe. Which I should read the book. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of which, I'm still listening to the Bobaverse series. I'm on the fourth book and man, it's really good. Yeah. It's really, really sucked me in. Such a good 
a bizarre premise, but it sounds really good because of it. Yeah, I mean, it's getting crazy because there's like a ton of them now and there's like other people that have chosen to become satellites or probes or whatever. I don't know. A lot, lot going on. Check out previous episodes for me talking about the Bobaverse books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and finally, I watched uh, Tales of the Jedi. Oh, okay. That came out this week. I, I um, it's a series of uh, seven or eight uh, vignettes, so mm-hmm. about 10, 12 minutes long. I really don't know. I mean, they're vignettes, but it's all kind of a cohesive story. Yeah. It's yeah. really like, it's it's a cross between showing like prehistory of, of uh, Count Dooku and like filling in gaps of Ahsoka Tano's story. Yeah. But like, if you haven't seen absolutely everything else, Mm -hmm. it makes no sense whatsoever. (laughs) Like you really have to be steeped in the Jedi lore. I mean, first of all, it's really good. It looks really good. Yeah. Um, Well voice acted, but the story and the plot is just like, so janked, janked up and stuff because it's, like one episode will like jump through like time things and it only makes sense if you know exactly what part of the movie was in or the show or the cartoon or the side piece like like all yeah it just it wouldn't make any sense if you don't have memorized like the entire story of uh of the clone wars you know yeah. yeah i mean at the end of the day though i mean this is star wars fans we're talking about and this is Pete, like that. That's one of the most loyal fan bases out there that watches every bit of yeah. content and gets ingests as much. So it's like on one side, like why would you do a show like that? But on the other side, it's like, well, if there's any property that you could do a show like that where you're gonna pick stuff for, like, well, you better have watched everything. Well, Star Wars fans have watched everything. Yeah, but there's <laughs> ways you can do that, but still fill in the gaps. Yeah. I think they just should have been longer, and they should have included stuff, you know, like like showed what what it was referencing and what it was related to especially with the ahsoka tano stuff it really was mm. like i have wow i kind of almost have to go back and rewatch some stuff to understand what i just saw there yeah um i tell you what it does it definitely because it focuses a lot on dooku and it really makes you go like yeah i'm on this guy's side <laughs> yeah yeah he's a, he was he was in the right the whole way until he joined up with you know yeah, yeah. With 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 Grievous, you know, not not Grievous, uh, uh, Palpatine. Yeah. With Darth Sidious. Yeah, those. Um. Anyway, yeah. If you're a Star Wars fan, it's worth watching. But I, you know, the broader audience, I don't, I don't think they're gonna get it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But but is it? You know, it's a quick binge. You know, it's like yeah. if you got two hours, you can just walk, bang through all of it in one go. It's always, I mean, that stuff is always nice to have to, to their own just, just have something to watch sometimes. So that's nice. <laughs> sure. What you been watching down now? Uh, so one is something we started watching together and then you went home, but, uh, I, I watched Moonfall and, um, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. What'd you think? <laughs> this movie. <laughs> is... Greatest, greatest disaster movie of all time. Yes or no? Yes. But also both <laughs> in in it being a disaster movie and then also it being a disaster itself. <laughs> this movie is just so bonkers off the wall. It's um, out of control. Like one of the biggest things is like the moon gets close enough to be inside the Earth's atmosphere. Yeah. And then like they they, they Earth they, is Earth is screwed yeah, no matter exactly. what. I was like no, there's no coming back from did. that. The, the, if the moon gets close enough to the, like one is it doesn't even have to get that close, but if it gets close enough where it's in our atmosphere 
it's game set match. The Earth is yeah. destroyed, and they just act like, oh, we're gonna send the Earth back out there. Um, and then we just also like, I just love how like it just took so many weird turns because it starts out and you're like, oh, this is a disaster movie, cool. And then a little bit into it, you're like, oh, <clears throat> this is a conspiracy theory movie. All right, interesting. And like, oh, conspiracy. It's no longer conspiracy theory. It's true. And we're going inside the moon. And then they're like, oh. There's aliens. Okay, so now this is an alien movie? Oh, no, the aliens are just humans from another time. And you're just like, and like, oh, <laughs> and there's a rogue AI that's trying to kill them all. And you just like, <clears throat> keep bouncing the wall. And then every once in a while they go back down to Earth and it turns into a freaking Fast and the Furious movie where literally they're dying <laughs> as the world is falling apart. Yeah, they really them. needed to, to just the drop. Sky. They really needed to drop the whole kid story. Yeah. But of like trying to get somewhere. And I'm just like, no. So off the wall bizarre yeah. and i'm just like and then like i said this movie when you read about it and even when you're watching it you feel like this is a sci-fi original movie yeah that for some reason has halle berry and Patrick yeah got, got a quarter got a quarter billion yeah. dollar budget somehow Don, donald <laughs> sutherland it has real <laughs> people and i'm just like how did this movie get made what is going who had a gun held to their head and said we're making this movie and it's going to be a blockbuster it's not going to sci-fi i just i i want to know i would love for them to make a documentary of the making of moonfall i just feel like there's, there's so much more story there there has to be so much more story there because i'm just like what that what how did this movie get made i tell you what i like man they did not skimp on the budget of like the exterior scenes of like showing the moon actually like near the earth yeah. and like oh, the destruction yeah. it was causing like i mean it's the real deal you know oh yeah no it's i mean i do have some questions about that whole weird some gravity kicking in and out at random points that got a little strange and then also uh uh what is it at the end when they find out like the moon is like this giant arc and the one yep. guy the one guy dies spoilers everybody spoilers well i'm not even going to say his name but you you know the one guy dies saving everybody but then he gets he gets brought back but it is good but it it is good it's a good time it's a good watch yeah i, I would recommend anybody who likes a good action movie a good disaster movie and who just wants a little crazy bonkersness? Like it's yeah. a great movie. Yeah, if you uh, like 2012, you know, or or I mean, I don't really even know what compares. It's so it's so high above 2012 <laughs> as far as like what's going on that yeah. you're just like, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, it, it was something else. But yeah, so I finished <laughs> that, um, and then I watched all of uh, Gear to Tomo. Oh, I haven't watched any of that. Uh, Cabinet of Curiosity, and it is very interesting. Like one is, it's very, it's, it's still. I mean, I'd say like the first three are probably the best, and also are probably the ones that are closest aligned with horror. And they're all independent stories, right? Yeah, and then the the rest of them are kind of like just. And that's why I said like Black Mirror, like it's a lot, and like Stranger, like it's a lot of just weird stuff going on some of them uh, like the first three were probably in the best some of them weren't like the last one is kind of a slow long slow burn and it has a decent ending but it's definitely i they shouldn't have ended on it it should have been in the middle or near the beginning because it being the last one is a real letdown because you're just like mm. after watching the other seven you come to this one and you're just like oh and we're slowly going through this <laughs> and, just, and that's on like netflix or hbo or something uh, Netflix. It? It's on Netflix. 
so I wonder if it's uh I wonder if it's one of those where sometimes they do it where it it plays for people in random order. Like they did that with like love, sex, and robots or something. Yeah. Where like if you you would watch it and your friend would watch it, but it would play in different orders. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the like I said, the first three are the best, along with number seven. Those those mm. four are the best, and then the the rest aren't bad. They're just different, and yeah, it, it was it was yeah. good. I I. I, like I mean, it's, it's Guillermo del Toro, so he, I assume that it is insane. I wanna, but I just, I gotta, I, that's the thing I want to know is like, when you read the credit for everything, he introduces each one and gives a little Oh, so he's like producing, but he's other people are writing and directing? Yes, and that's the thing is so, like, he, he, he doesn't direct any of them or write Oh, them. okay. And some okay. of them are based off of stories and some of them are not. It's, it's a very weird, like, kind of put together thing. Um, but I rec I'd recommend if you like if you like you know if you like horror stuff which like I said only th the first three are really horror but still if you like horror stuff if you like if you like uh, Black Mirror because it really reminded me of Black Mirror if you like Black Mirror if you like a little bit of Stranger Things if you just like weird quirky stuff I would uh, recommend it because yeah it was a yeah. good time and I actually really liked the way they released it uh, they released two a day um, starting on uh, yeah that was very odd like all week yeah but it was nice because. You would watch two, and, and so you got more than one, and you knew that you didn't have to wait long for the rest. But you, you got a, a break, like you weren't feeling like, oh, I gotta, I gotta binge watch all this and watch all of it. And so I actually kind of, I really liked, liked it, and it kind of give you like this little, I don't know, like something to look forward to each day. It was, it was interesting. They, they, they kind of made it seem like they might be bringing it back like next year. I don't know. So they, this might be like his first run at it, and there might be some more. And if yeah, you know, I, I'll be there for it because yeah, it was it was it was good. I liked it. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to take a look. So, yeah, I watched all of. I them. mean, it's on my list, but now yeah. I'll up it. I don't really don't have anything to watch right else to watch next. So <laughs> <laughs> we can get stuck into some of that. Um, and then last but not least, I didn't watch this, and I can't even remember how I got to it. I know I was looking up some uh, some some uh, some characters or some actors and different movies and stuff, and. Um, you know, Wikipedia hole, you fall down one. But I came across The Bad Batch. Yes, I like The Bad Batch, man. The movie, The Bad Batch? Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, the movie. Okay, because I was going to ask if you had heard of this movie, because the thing that gets me about this movie... Yeah, Keanu Reeves is yeah, in exactly. there. Exactly, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I'd never heard of this uh, movie. Jim Carrey has a bit part that's Jim interesting. Carrey. Jason Mom uh, <laughs> Momoa, Momoa, yeah, is freaking the villain. Of I this can't, movie. I can't remember the name of the main, the main girl, but I like her too. Her name is uh, Suki Waterhouse. Um, yeah, and yeah, I it's a, it's a weird one. Yeah, it's a dystopian thriller. I'd never heard of this movie. Like I said, I, the main reason I bring it up was just like reading who was playing in this movie. With, like I said, Jason uh, Momoa, Keanu Reeves, Jim Carrey, and uh, yeah, Suki Waterhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, I was just like, what is this movie? Um, so yeah, I, I haven't watched it. I want to watch it, but, uh, yeah, I just, I was going to actually ask you if you had, but never mind you. I mean, you had. Yeah, no, I, uh, I was in, uh, New York actually. Uh, no. Boston. Mm -hmm. I think Boston or New York, one of the two. And we were, you know, it was like, it was, you know, like a weekday and we were, you know, we were, we were touristing, but we were anyway, it was like, we were just perusing through the TV and saw that and watched it. Um, and I've watched it a couple of times since then. But yeah, it's a, it's a really good like post-apocalyptic kind of thing where basically if you commit certain crimes, they just like kick you out of the mega city 
into like the wasteland. Yeah, exactly. And you got to survive. And uh, yeah, like, like in the first day, she gets her leg cut off by cannibals. Yeah. So she's like legless the whole movie. I'm like this. Yeah, it it gets a little weird towards the end, but I I really liked it. It's a very under the radar. Like yeah, for sure. I like I said, I had just like that's why I was bringing it up. Is I was just like I never even heard of this movie, but it has some of the biggest and some of some actors who I really like, yeah. and it's just yeah, it was just very bizarre. Um, and so yeah, I'll I'll, I'll check it out and uh, let you guys know next week or whenever I do eventually yeah. see it. What what I think. There. Yeah. Um, hey, but we we also watched together, but not together. Uh, the Curse of Bridge Hollow. Yes, on did. Netflix. Yes, um, that is our Halloween pick for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we so look out for that episode where we'll be talking about it. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out um, on Halloween, folks. So. Yeah. Initial impression, pretty good for you know a a kids Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. You know, may, may, maybe not a child child like a toddler, but yeah, like no, you know young no. adult. Yeah. It has some violence in it that's a little, has a little you know, swearing. not bloody, but but scary. <laughs> a little swearing, you know. Um, yeah, the one curse word they're allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was uh, it was interesting, or it was yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was a good watch. Um, that's coming out Halloween, and you'll be able to check that out. And now, yeah. got a little news. Yeah, let's talk about the news. Yeah. Can I can I introduce this one? Yeah, yeah, you, you do that. You're the one who. James Gunn. James Gunn is now the head of DCU. Yes, co-head. Uh, excuse me, the co-head, co-head. now. Co-head. Yes. I've been saying this forever that they just need to give James Gunn the kings, the you, keys I, to the castle. Vout for that. Robert has said that many, many times, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, that'd be nice, but it's not going to happen." I, I, I always yeah. thought that. Um, it is interesting. One of the things is I remember an interview with James Gunn, and he was t- they were talking about um, the Suicide Squad two, and like would he do that and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said like maybe, but he wanted to you know he was he like it was he's like he wanted to finish Peacemaker and Guardians of the Galaxy, and then he was because it was before Peacemaker was finished. Um, and then he was like, and then he kind of wanted to like take a step back from being you know locked into these you know universal sort of things. Um, yeah, and so it is an interesting. I mean, it's probably because you know, like I said, they they pitched everything to him, and they're like, "Hey, we think you do this," and so that's why I took it. But it really sounded like James Gunn was going to take a step back from doing uh, big budget blockbusters and kind of get back into doing some of like his own thought because he, you know, he yeah. his own creative things that he wants to do. Um, but it looks like that is a uh, change of plans. <laughs> hey, um, money, money, yeah, you know? <laughs> money, and then also, I mean. This is also even without the money, like th- to be given a position where, like, hey, we want you to map out. Are like that's a that's a that's a once in a lifetime sort of thing. You don't you don't get handed this all the time. Money or not, this is your chance to you know put your vision out there and you know do what you you know want to do. Uh, you get a lot of creative control, so I could see like I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure not, I'm, not I'm sure Jenner money. I'm sure. I'm sure Jennifer Holland was in the was in the back of his head going like I would like to be in a lot more movies please. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's a fine actress. I like her. She's yeah, she's yeah. fine, but she's dating she's dating Peter Gunn and he puts her in her puts her in his movies. So, I, I was going to say uh, another thing is uh, James Gunn's brother, I can't remember, uh, Sean Gunn we're Yeah, yeah. all over the DC Oh yeah. Oh yeah. James Gunn does loves to put his brother and stuff. Um, Hey man, he's gonna be he's gonna be in that new Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, which is really bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I saw the trailer for that. That's weird. The weirdest thing out there. 
Um, um, but yeah, I, I imagine that Black Adam just didn't come out the way that they wanted. That was probably like the last attempt of mm-hmm. the of the previous, you know, regime. Yeah. And they were like, okay, let's get James Gunn over here yeah. to take it. But he is co he is co running it with a man named Peter uh, Safran, mm-hmm. which I don't really know him. He's Including yeah. some DC stuff like Peacemaker, Shazam. Uh, he's doing the upcoming Aquaman. He's um, doing Blue Beetle. Yeah, Blue Beetle. And then he has some. It looks. I'm. I'm banking that they have ha- have because, like I said, I looked up one of his earliest things he produced was something with James Gunn. So I'm banking they've they maybe a friendship, oh, yeah. working relationship where they, they yeah they, they they probably work together. Well, I mean, they worked on the Suicide Squad together as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but before that, he's like Annabelle and the Conjuring yeah, and like weird, stuff. weird, yeah, weird, like the Crucifixion and the Nun, and it's like, okay, well, this is an interesting thing. Um, I mean, it, he is, but I approve pretty, of it. Yeah, yeah, I approve of it. Yeah, I think, like I said, now I am very excited. One of the articles I actually pulled up, and I'm like, well, that's interesting. Is uh. It says James Gunn on signing signing uh, to lead DC, and it says Kevin. It's from uh, a quote from him is Kevin Feige was the first person I told. I'm like, That's yeah, interesting. This guy, this guy was a corporate attorney. Really, Peter Safran. Yeah, well, see, that see, was his was original looking, career. Well, I was looking at Peter Safran's credentials, and all he has is producing credits. I'm like, how do you just be a producer? You got to have money. So I guess if you're a corporate attorney, you're going to have some yeah. money, and then you can start producing movies. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was he was he was a, he was a, a assistant at Universal Talent Agency. So I don't know. Who knows? We'll see what he does. We'll see what he does. I'm excited for this direction. You know, I think whatever the next uh, DC movie is that comes out. You know that these guys are in control of. I'm going to be very excited to see it. I was going to say we got to remember that there is still stuff in the pipeline. Oh yeah, yeah, several. There's Shazam. The second Shazam movie's coming. There's the Aquaman movie. Those are already Blue Beetle already out there. Blue Beetle. I know there's been is is Blue Beetle done filming though? Because I mean they still could. It says that uh, it's in post production. Blue Beetle comes out in 2023. 2023. So it's after Shazam, Fury of the Gods, yeah. um, but before Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Okay, then it has to be done, yeah. But who asked for a Blue Beetle movie? That's very odd. It's odd, but I mean, it's one of. Those I mean, I like though. the Blue Beetle character. He had a Blue Beetle had a really interesting story it's going on in uh, Young Justice thing. for sure. Sorry, I just clicked on the Blue Beetle movie, and then uh, one of the characters I clicked on, I was like, I know that name. I clicked on her. The reason I know that name is she was in freaking one of the uh, one of the episodes of uh, Cabinets of Curiosity. <laughs> ah. It's just like so random. Um, I mean, but the thing is, you say who asked for a Blue Beetle movie, but my thing is looking at it. I mean, this is DC, not Marvel. But my thing is still they're trying to take a pin out of Marvel's hat. Is who 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 asked for a Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Who, yeah, who, who yeah, for, okay, yeah. You know, like maybe it maybe it'll be really good, and yeah, that'll uh, you know pull vault that character up. You know, make them suddenly where people are like yeah, I yeah. Really like Blue Beetle. So that's my. I wonder opinion. how hard they're gonna. I wonder how hard they're gonna lean into like the Mexican stuff because that was that's always been a big part of Blue Beetles. I mean, I'm looking and the first thing. thing they have a Hispanic guy playing them, and the first thing is oh, like, yeah. an El Paso teenager who was grafted to the LN. Uh, Beetle Scarab that gives them superpowers, uh, super excess suit. And then I'm looking, I'm looking at a lot of it. There's a lot of Hispanic people in this cast, including, which I'm not sure how I feel about this, 
George Lopez. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I don't sure know, know about, about that. that. But uh, there are a lot of Hispanic people on this. <laughs> so this is, uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how to say this guy's last name. His first name is Zolo, Zolo. who's going to be playing Blue Beetle. Yeah. Uh, oh, Maradunia? M-A-R-I-D-U-E-N-A. But the N's got a little squiggly above it, and I don't know what that means because I grew up in Texas public school. <laughs> but this is his first movie, but he's been in a number of shows. Including he did a voice he did a character on The Boys Presents Diabolical. SH here. And he was a, he's been in Cobra Kai for the last like four years. Is how it would be said in Spanish. Is how it would be said in Spanish. Mariduena. Is how it would be said in Spanish. Mariduena. Mariduena. Yes, I like it. Um, but yeah, so that, that's, to, for me, uh, I mean, and like I said, we never know until, you know, the, the stuff starts coming out and stuff, but at least for me, this is great news. Like, yeah, me, James Gunn is the exact person who should be doing it. I'm also like, I'm also happy for James Gunn cause I've liked him a lot and I'm glad he's getting this opportunity. Um, and so, yeah, I think this is, this is just fantastic. Um, man, I wonder what his magnum opus is going to be. Hmm. Like before he dies, right? You don't think it's like what's his what's his uh, what's his Oscar Best Picture gonna be? You know, mm -hmm. like because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know he's got something cooking in his head. Yeah, like yeah. he's got some like like you know yeah piece that he's been working on for the last ten years that he's you know. No matter what it is and whether or not it's strange or not, I can tell you one thing, Robert. If it's if it's getting Best Picture, it's gonna be a coming of age story. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's gonna be a three-hour movie about the desert. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be a black and white. It's gonna be like. Um, so let's uh, let's pivot out of DC and over to uh, Marvel real quick. Um, so trailer trailer for uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania came out. Yeah, it didn't. It is not what I expected it to be. Yeah, I was not. I mean, it looks like this whole movie is gonna take place. In the quantum uh, the realm, quantum like yeah, the, the, the tiny verse. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, the quantum realm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it looks like that. It looks like there's a lot more going on down there than what we originally saw when they went to get uh, freaking uh, and I can't remember her name. The mom, the mom. Yeah. Uh, back, you know, it made it look like it was like a desert down there, and then now there's apparently there's a whole city. We got we got to see uh, the new the new Kang, which I, it almost looks like. That it's going to be Ant Man's fault that Kang gets out. Yeah, like it looked. Yeah, like it seemed it seemed like Kang wasn't aware of the non quantum realm, but that doesn't make yeah. that doesn't line up with Loki at all. I mean, it could be that that Kang, like I said, there's different Kangs, and maybe mm. the Kang that's in the quantum verse doesn't. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, maybe yeah. he and maybe maybe that's the thing that was keeping it. Like maybe he's like the as we're gonna see. So you know, you think this Kang is not the Kang that's running uh, the the TVA? No, 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 no. I, I, the one that was running the TVA is dead. They killed him. No, but there's a new one because remember at the very end of Loki where he comes back and then he sees the statues that have oh, changed yeah, to yeah. a Kang. So like I, there is a Kang running the TVA. It's just not the the one he who remains. Well, the question you have to ask is, you know, with the TVA and like time's weird when it comes to TVA. Yeah. It could be this Kang. It could be that that part of Loki happens after 
this Ant-Man movie. Ah, uh, that's true. Because that's time's true. all sorts of weird at this point. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we just don't know. But, um, yeah, we got we got uh, interesting. Uh, we got a little Bill Murray in this Yeah. Movie. Odd. I don't know how I feel coming. about that. Did not see that coming. That's, that's, uh, that's a little strange. Uh, I wonder if he's going to be one of the... Uh, one of the immortals. Mm. Like, what's his what's his role gonna like? What we don't know what character he's playing, do we? No, we do not. We we don't have. Yeah, uh, we don't, we don't have that information, and I that it's definitely gonna be interesting. What 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 will Bill Murray be doing? I mean, I, I kind of feel like he's got to be one of those like those immortals on the level of like uh, uh what's his face's character, the the Grandmaster. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or the collector, you mm-hmm. know, like one of those like seven like galactic immortals. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, he's yeah. playing. He's Look playing Kralar. K R Y L A R. Kralar. Kralar. D R M C U. Who is Kralar? This is this is this is the riveting time that we should be. People are interested in this stuff. Let's see. Wow, there's like no information for about him on the wiki. I know. He's green in the comics. Yeah, maybe he'll be green in the. Uh, one thing you see in the in the in the trailer is that apparently uh, Scott's daughter gets an Ant Man suit. Yeah, I saw that. But I I don't know if that's an Ant Man suit or just a suit that gets you into the quantum realm. It look it looked like an Ant Man. Because all the Benders had to do it, right? It, it looks like an I, and also, I mean, with the the was it Young Avengers or that stuff, I see that easily they're going to be looking to bring in her. Um, so this is like a this is like a nobody character. There's like no information on Kralar. It looks like he's 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 part of the the Hulk stuff, but huh? So yeah, they're just giving him a role and then uh, gotta gotta build it out, I guess. Yeah, which which they've nice. done before, you know. Huh. I did not see this, but uh, another villain who's going to be in this is uh, Modok. Oh, okay. That's That's an interesting choice. That's very interesting. Yeah, we got Modok. Um, And then, uh, even though I know I've said this so many times, I just, like I said, I just love how it works out. You don't have to be playing a superhero or a major character. Is we got Randall Park returning as FBI agent Jimmy Woo, and I'm just like this dude. Nice, this nice. dude, like you just get he signed on to play the FBI agent. He, he what he was in WandaVision. He's been in both the or the Ant Man's. Pretty sure he was in one uh, in either an Endgame or Infinity uh, Infinity War, or maybe both of them. I'm just like you just get signed on, and you're just like you're just set. You're just set, man. Yeah. You get some of that I hope that he's people. not even playing a character. I hope that's just what he's like in real life. <laughs> I mean. He, and so the only, one of the other things he played... I bet, I bet that man's a youth pastor in real life. <laughs> I was going to say, one of the other things he played and that I know, uh, remember from it, is he was, uh, he played in uh, The Office. Oh, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played, he played Jim, Asian yeah. Jim, but Asian yeah. Jim was a little bit like Jimmy Woo, so I mean, <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he just plays himself and everything, who knows. Um, but all right. We're going to take ourselves a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about Lower Decks and Stargirl. And we are back. We're going to jump into a little bit of Stargirl here. Yeah. So, uh, the name of this episode is Infinity Inc. Epi- or Infinity Inc. Part 2. Mm-hmm. Last, last week. 
So I didn't think about this last week, but I did this week. I was like, what is Infinity Inc.? So I started looking that up. Um, and that, that's, a, that's another superhero team in the, uh, in the DC universe. And it's interesting. Some of the, the, the team members, I, like I said, we'll see what comes of this episode. Um, but are of this, but some of the team members that are on here is, is kind of interesting is, um, we have, da, 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 this is the, we, oh yeah. So we have, uh, as we saw Jade and her brother Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we also have, uh, Power Girl. Which is uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then one that I'm hoping maybe could be. I mean, like, I, I, oh I, man, how are they going to do Power Girl? Do you think they're going to go all in? Maybe I don't know. If I mean, you gotta, you yeah. gotta, right? I mean, <laughs> but uh, one of the people on there, interesting name, and I, I would like this because I feel like this character wasn't utilized enough in the first season. And they, I think, just as he was kind of coming around, they killed him. Is Brainwave Junior mm. part of the team? And I, I don't, I'm nice. I would, if they found some way to bring him back, um, yeah, I think, that, I think that'd be cool. Because I, I felt like Henry, this is his real name, was a character who was just coming around, yeah, when they killed him. And you're just like, cool, yeah, that was he seemed like he could have been interesting, it would have been fun to have around. And then they killed him, and they actually just reminded us recently about it. Because uh, last episode was when um, was it Starman brought up like that was his last living family member because you know Brainwave's uh, wife was Starman's uh, sister, so he brought that up and I was like, yeah, like he never got to meet his nephew uh, ever. I mean, because he was dead and now his nephew's dead, but you know. Um, so yeah, I, I just thought that was interesting when I start looking to, in uh, um, into Infinity Inc. And then the other thing is their main arch rivals is the is Helix. Yeah, which is odd. Yeah, which um, Helix, this, the, 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 in here, Helix is a Helix Institute. Um, but it's definitely, I feel like this is definitely the way they're playing Helix as a whole. And then in uh, Mr. Bones is a lot more of his um, post villain time. Yeah. He's a lot more about like monitoring and regulating superpowered beings and not not being a villain himself. Um, thing yeah. I didn't know is that when he's a villain in the, in the comics and stuff, like him and all his teammates were teenagers. Like they weren't even like in this, he's clearly an adult, but yeah, yeah. It, I thought that was interesting. So I was like, yeah, it does seem like this is taken from later on in his life. And it looks like at least in this, you telling of it that, uh, he like, uh, that he probably never was a villain. It looks like it looked like he's been doing this for a while. So I think, I think yeah, not unless they're gonna turn him to visit villain later, but they may, really made him now. N- n- Nurse Love, I could see becoming a villain because see, see, she gave all. But dude, can we talk about this actor? She nailed it this episode, oh, yeah. man. I'm really glad that she's getting some more, some mm-hmm. more work, mm-hmm. um, in the in the DC, you know, universe. Yeah, and, maybe, and maybe James Gunn's gonna hook her up, get her some roles. <laughs> yeah, she got it. She got, I hope she turns out to be the mother of uh, Polka Dot Man. You well, know, maybe she got the, her other kids rolling around. She you know? was Pat's. Uh, Pat's 
grade school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so bizarre. Um, but anyway, so yeah. So, so yeah, well, no, well, let's talk about it. So this is clearly a soft pilot for um, Infinity well, Incorporated. See, I think it, here's my p- take on it, is I think it was going to be a soft pilot for Infinity mm. Incorporated. But I really feel like, especially with everything going on with Warner Brothers and DC and all that stuff. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I feel like that is, like, I feel like when they were making this episode originally, that was back before, you know, the world fell apart for Warner Brothers yeah. and stuff. So they're like, yeah, let's see if we can get Infinity Inc. going. And then then now, I, I like I said, I think this was meant to be a soft pilot, but I don't think we're ever going to see it develop. Yeah, season. I wonder how the James Gunn thing interfaces with all this and HBO Max and, you know, CW and all that. I mean... Um, like, like, is he just have control over the movies or is he going to have some control over the show stuff too? Like, is he going to get his hands in, in Doom Patrol? Ooh. Not that I necessarily want him. I want the Doom Patrol people to keep doing what they're doing, but, maybe, but I could see James, James Gunn throwing Gunn some influence start, in there. You know, and maybe having some sway, maybe we get some more crossover stuff going yeah. with a little Peacemaker. Oh, Peacemaker and Doom Patrol. Huh? <laughs> he doesn't want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but other than that, this was a shitty episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this lot. was so... Um, I don't... I just... I, I don't know. Um... I mean, I, well, I mean, I don't even know because, where to. I don't even know where to start. Well, because <laughs> like, these last, I mean, it was really the last two episodes, but especially this episode, and especially because like they showed so much of the uh, Helix team in the uh, yeah. in the opening. Got to see a bunch of different ones, like uh, like uh, Critter is that uh, was the dog who was actually super intelligent and stuff, and he was hanging out with uh, Tao. I don't know how to say our last. Tao name. Jones, Tao Toa Jones, Jones. Ta- Toa Jones, yeah. yeah. Um, so like, like you said, this was definitely meant to be a soft pilot, kind of like they did with, uh, Doom Patrol in Titans. Um, but because it was that, it just really took us out of, like, we've already, Stargirl has already been veering out of its main story a little bit. Yeah, it's drifting way too much, way too much. this episode was just such a huge departure because it was not an episode of Stargirl, it was a pilot episode of infinity uh ink yeah so it's just like yeah it's it just it wasn't a good episode um one i mean if they had added new members to the team that would make sense yeah well well talking of which the one thing that uh that, that does happen eventually is the jsa and infinity ink do merge later on mm. the justice society infinity um, interesting so the while i do the, all right while I don't think that this was the soft pilot will develop anything, I think they might look into spinning some of the characters into you know joining the JSA and maybe even expanding upon it um, to make it you know the J- Justice Society Infinity. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think it's interesting that the Shade is going to go off and and start his own kind of super team, I guess. Yeah, and like start training like three kids. Like. Yeah, yeah, he's because tra- he, yeah, so. Uh, so that's where we'll start. Is uh, basically we we learn that um, Todd, who is who is Jenny's brother, basically has, and I didn't know this off the top, uh, but has the exact same powers as the Shade. Um, mm-hmm. and has a connection to the Shadowlands, um, which is weird because I mean they don't really. Explain I really that. thought Barbara was going to become the new Shade, and I would have liked that much better. <laughs> I think Barbara's just going to stay a mom. Okay, Robert. No. Ah. <laughs> She still helps. Yeah, I'm saying I'm just thinking she, she will help from being a mom. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, Todd basically can't control his powers, and we already saw with the Sade and uh, Eclipso how powerful the dark powers can be. So it makes sense while they're kind of like keeping them locked up. Um, and I mean, really, basically what this episode showed us, just to give a breakdown, was that A, um, or the link to our story that it really showed us is that we were wrong. And it has not been Mr. Bones watching them the whole time. Which is bullshit. Yeah. Like, then what's the point of, like, the puzzle with the yeah, skull? with the skull. That's what I was thinking. It's like, okay, then why is this dude doing a puzzle with a skull on it? Um, and it really... the I, I, I feel like we, did, we got to see the villain for the first time. Only from behind. And then he punched a TV screen. But looking at it, I... Like, I, I do lean like it, it's... Pro- it's like unless they're gonna really just throw a random person out there it has to be freaking uh dragon king like well i mean part of me was like that kind of looked like a dark hour man costume yeah yeah and that would but but he didn't start fussing around with the hourglass until later in the season yeah, if this uh, was no, like it if be, at the beginning it, he it, had like he had figured that out and like Maybe that's the reason you only use it one hour a day is because it makes you turn evil or something. Yeah. Like, that would make sense. But but then again, like, he's not a big, like, camera guy. No. That's the thing is, like, I, it, if it is a dark hour, man, it's not going to be Rick. It's going to be, like, I don't know, his dad back from the dead or mm. something. Or, or his Because he seemed very somehow. angry about Iron Hour Man in particular because he punched the TV that had his face on it. Well, it was the only TV left that had any picture on it. Well, yeah. Oh, his other pictures were great. I thought they were trying to tell us something. I mean, maybe. Uh, like I said, maybe he's related to Our Man. Oh, another person who uh, joins uh, Infinity Inc. is Solomon Grundy. Oh. Yeah, and what's going on with Solomon Grundy? We haven't had anything going on with that. Well, I feel like that should still be a thought, thing. Well, here's my thought process, Robert, is also another thing I realized. We haven't really ha- we haven't had any strike this, this season. Yeah. And so my thought is this. That they that maybe they start getting hit by the whole Warner Brothers HBO thing. Maybe they they don't got money to do Solomon Grundy or Stripe. Mm, yeah, so yeah. They're like, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you have to like show Solomon Grundy. You could just be talking about his grave or him still moving him around or something mm-hmm. or you know like rustling dirt. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, maybe it's Zeke. It's been Zeke the whole time. <laughs> it's been Zeke the whole time. Um, but yeah, basically, just we, we had Pat and uh, and the Shade in a Shadowland. We had the Shade saying he doesn't fear anything, but then it was very clear that he didn't want to be around his sister dying. Um, yeah. And also was just running from it, where Pat actually stood up to his dad, but we saw that uh his while i know they were like and he his dad said a lot of a lot of bad stuff but one of the things that his dad said pat's dad did say is that mike does everything to get you to notice him and you yeah don't. and i was like your dad spitting hard facts like, i was like yeah, absolutely was like, your absolutely. dad is spitting some hard truth we man. haven't gotten any we haven't gotten any <laughs> mike and dad training Mm-mm. stuff Mm-mm. going on he should be building a little stripe you know, or something, or teach him how to use the robot. Like, nope, something he's just out there. Like, he's, he's just... out there getting into trouble with a man that has the power to destroy the a... world. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you're just... <laughs> just out there wishing willy nilly. No one's <laughs> talked to him about that. No one's no, like, no one's the school like, hasn't called and been in. like, yeah, the school hasn't called and been like, hey, there's some weird stuff going on. And by the way, could we meet Jakeem's parents to find out whether they're assholes or not? Like, <laughs> well, we did hear the mother's voice. 
uh, when we first saw him, but she was just telling him it just was normal parent just stuff. Just clean like, up, yeah. Do some chores. And she's like, okay, not not an asshole. I mean, that's just normal. <laughs> he, but his sister seemed a little bit like a bitch, which maybe she gets that from her, her parents, so we don't know. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so we had them dealing with that in the Shadowlands, and then really the, 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 the main story was basically uh, Jade figuring out how to get her brother to stop destroying the world yeah <laughs> like and and finding out that like oh they thought that they were torturing him really they were trying to contain yeah, his power yeah. you know like they're like and the helix he of the good guys voluntarily and yeah everybody else um one thing that i thought was i was going to be pissed off about for a second was when uh when basically they tell uh tell him to think of his family and he thinks of his father dad his his foster father um and he, he's like basically, you know, belittling him for being gay. And at first, I thought that was Alan Scott, his actual dad. And I was like, mm. that makes no sense because Alan Scott <laughs> is also gay. So it would be very weird for him to belittle his own son for being gay when he was gay um, or is gay. Or I guess it depends on if he's alive or not in this universe. They really haven't. I mean, it seemed like he's dead, but maybe. I don't know. I feel like he's going to show up at some point. But anyways, uh, but yeah, but yeah, that was his fault. But I just thought it was so weird at first. But yeah, it was just, yeah. Like I said, this was the, the, the soft pilot for a show we'll never get. <laughs> yeah is what i think is um i will say I, I was a little disappointed that jade and i thought jade and upsidian were going to join the jsa and yeah I, I thought the shade was going to train them in blue valley so i was very disappointed when they went off to new york because i was like i i really like the shade i'd like him to stick around yeah yeah and he bounced at the beginning of it after like one episode or two episodes at the beginning of the series and then uh and then yeah, he he just bounced out again. I'm like great. Maybe, maybe we'll get an episode next season if there's a next season where he just shows up and he they're like, oh, how'd that go? He's like, oh, it didn't work out, so I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> where are the kids don't ask questions. <laughs> but yeah, it yeah. Was an episode. I, I do. I don't know. I'm just pissed they pulled the rug out from under us and like changed the whole like who's spying on mm -hmm. them thing because. I mean, like, really, like, what's the skull puzzle got to do with it then if it yeah. wasn't the skull guy, you know? Skull. But also, why was the skull guy doing his, a puzzle of his own face? No. <laughs> I don't know, because who knows Who knows why mad men do the things they do? <laughs> like, um, but, yeah, the only good thing is I feel like hopefully we're going to get back on track now that Courtney had her little revelation that she can't quit or whatever and that's yeah i'm hoping i mean i liked i liked her superhero speech she got to do her her first like leader speech you know yeah yeah um which is which is pretty cool um yeah i just don't know i mean i'm like i could it is it gonna end up being someone we don't know that's it, the killer it, like that would be is, such bullshit exactly if it is, this is the worst episode of clue i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah if it, if it turns out to be someone where we could never guess because it was like oh we haven't introduced this character like bizarro for some reason or i'd just be like what the yeah hell? what the hell um but yeah and, and even though this is just totally out of random, but they mentioned him again in this episode. Uh, they mentioned uh, Dr. Fate. I still want someone to give me a breakdown of how the yeah. ISA defeated Dr. Fate. There's a lot of people who have watched who have watched <laughs> Black Adam, and they're like, how the hell did, the, did you know, the Injustice Society beat Dr. Fate? Exactly. Like, 
Dude he's is, too OP. The dude is a, <laughs> like, he's like God tier powers. I'm like you have you have a, a mental man, a dude with a little hand pistol, some really fit fitness trainers, and an ice man, and ooh, a dragon person versus a literal god. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. They killed the, him. <laughs> not not just a god, like the embodiment of like a force of the universe. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like <laughs> he's literally like, <laughs> like I need a I need someone to He's basically the Phoenix. Ass- yeah, pretty much. I need someone to yeah. give me like a step by step of how they pulled that off. I just yeah. I need to know. <laughs> I mean I guess you get the helmet off and then you're good, but mm, he still has powers without the like he's he's a sorcerer without yeah. the helmet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the helmet just made him better. So yeah. Uh, like I said, that has nothing to do with anything. They just mentioned them in this episode for one moment. Yeah. I'm just like, how? How? <laughs> I mean, I, I think next episode we're going to get back to Norm, you know? Because yeah, yeah, I, I didn't realize that, like, last episode when it was, like, part one, I was like, oh, this is going to be part of a soft pilot yeah, thing. I was yeah. like, that's a bit much. A yeah. bit much. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that, that, that was Stargirl. Um, but let's, uh, let's now get into another star. Let's get into Star Trek Lower Decks. Lower deck season finale. Season finale. I don't know how finale it was, but I, I, I mean, I guess wait. it was. It I wrapped wanna, everything up. I, I guess. I want to wait to the end, but I I won't. I'm thinking you did not see the end credit scene, did you? Robert? Was there? There was an end credit there scene. There was an end credit scene, Robert. Oh my god! And okay, I, pause. I saw it by fluke. This is the first when, time that you saw the end credit scene, I and know. I didn't. I saw it by fluke, and when I saw, it, I was like, "There's no way Robert saw this because why would you? It's lower decks. They don't do an end credit scene." <laughs> I usually check on every show now. <laughs> Shit. Okay, hang on. We gotta pause. Yep, pause. Yep, we'll be pause, right pause. back, folks. <laughs> All right, all right. So, so yeah, I, I had seen that. You the had the seen it. With Maggi in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and it looked like it picked up by the uh, the scavenger race. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Their name now, but the stupid ones, the yeah. quote stupid, aren't so stupid. But so, because I mean, my here's my thing: when they destroyed, I mean, this is jumping jumping ahead, but still, when they destroyed all the Texas class, I was very annoyed because I was like, what would be a great thing for future seasons is we already saw when the exocom got locked up with that other ai computer i was like what if like the texas class went and picked them up yeah and then maybe and now we see badgies around like let's get all these crazed ais together like have that be like the villain for one of the future seasons so when they first destroyed all the texas classes i was very very annoyed because I was just like, no, 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 you just don't get rid of villains like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see. So we got really like two stories here. Um, yeah. I guess we could, I guess we got to, I mean, they kind of intertwine. Yeah. Um, but let, let's talk about Mariner's story real let's quick. Talk about so the first... Too fast, too fast. We needed like a whole season of yeah. her like out there, like doing archaeology stuff or like at least four or five episodes. Like yeah. we can't have her like run away one episode and then come back the next. Like I mean, you can apparently. Was... Yeah, but, but uh, there was more story to explore yeah, there, you know? I, I and watching it, I was like, Manor, I mean, see, ultimately wanted to go back to Starfleet, but I was like, see fits into this lifestyle so much more yeah yeah like, i was like this is like the perfect for her um but yeah yeah so basically she is off with the, the archaeologist chick 
who I do not remember her name. Um, but uh, she doesn't matter now. Yeah, yeah, they're just doing some. Basically, they're, they're Indiana Jonesing in space, essentially. You know, doing a little, a little yeah, running through temples and stuff. Um, and then uh, Manor gets suspicious because it, it's weird. Because it's like that's the one thing you never think about is they they always talk about with Starfleet and the and and the Federation and stuff that there's no you know money's not a thing you know everything yeah else. but then like oh how is there well funding at all exactly. and how is Picard funding it exactly. like exactly <laughs> I was just like where's Picard got all this money rolling around because yeah see I mean that, but then that, that does make you ask questions like how how do you how do you get like if you don't join how do you get a spaceship like so I've seen some like spaceships. yeah. But, and so how 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 do you get that spaceship? That, I mean, that's always been my question. I end up in the Star Trek universe. How do I get my own spaceship? You yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, so they've kind of retconned it a bit. I think they like they really have money, but you don't need money. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're in post scarcity. So if you just want to have an apartment and just live in it and you know eat and stuff and like mm-hmm. you know teleport around every now and then, you're fine. But if you want to like have like a nice villa, you know, in France, yeah, like you gotta you gotta spend some money on that, like. Like Picard's wine, mm-hmm. like he's the head of the, he's like the, the, you know, running the, the big starship, you know, the, the, yeah. uh, the flagship. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's, his name is known. Everyone's got to want his wine. Yeah. There's only so much to go around. There's not enough wine <laughs> for everyone. You know, somebody's got to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it turns out after Manor is suspicious of her, of her partner, Turns out that, as we already alluded to, uh, that Picard is funding it apparently because he he wants them to yep. collect collect uh, collect up all this stuff, um, and that's probably I mean, that's pretty much the the run of the story until it merges with the main story, which is basically after after the 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 failure of the second contact missing by the Stritos, they decide, and I feel like this is a drastic measure, like they decide that they're just going to have the Texas class, the AI powered. No, it's also it's stupid. The premise yeah. is dumb. And it's the worst. Gonna You're just gonna turn contact. over like an entire like group of starships yeah. over to robots. And and you're just gonna like you literally as we saw at the end of this movie, you're going to literally freaking dock like I don't know what, eighteen, twenty ships full of crews of over, you know, probably five hundred people and just like, hey everybody, it's nice knowing you go go do work elsewhere like it just that's just a drastic yeah we're yeah. just we're getting rid of the california class I, like if they, they said, i guess you reassign them but if they said the cerritos i like okay i get it yeah but when they said the california class i was like i had to pause because i was like is the cerritos the only california class is that is that what's going on and then when it turned out as it wasn't i was just like you can't just you can't just a whole fleet a whole yeah that's like at one point just be like yeah we're just getting rid of we're just getting rid of the navy be like what just the neighbor just getting rid of it just like what? yeah <laughs> and also i think it's odd that like you have a class of ship that has like one particular job yeah yeah i'm making second contact which like, it's also very weird to have ai do second contact seeing as it's like how does it, yeah how does it do second contact like yeah if i was an alien race and like you know some people show up they're very nice they help mm-hmm. us with a major problem and then the next one is like oh you just send them the robots yeah. to talk to you we don't care about you that much like mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, it's not a very personable effect. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they do this, like, stupid mission race, which makes no sense. Like, no. It, it, it makes no sense, but also, um, 
I, I, I like, uh, oh no, this isn't the, the Mason race. I just like actually when they first start going over the text class taking over, Rutherford is looking at the code, and before yeah. he, before he realizes it's his code, it's like, it's like hmm, this is really good code. And he's like, stop admiring the code that's taking to get rid of our job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then he like he starts to like analyze a little more. I immediately was like, "Oh, Badgie, yeah. Badgie's gonna get up on get in yeah, on this." Yeah. Um, I like them like you know getting in like ship shape to do the to do the race, and they're like showing like the the Riker sit maneuver, you know, yeah, like yeah, <laughs> like this is how you sit in the chair. <laughs> I was just like, "Yes, that's fantastic." No. Um, um, I I thought they did a really good guy that um uh, job with the admiral and of the Texas class. Mm-hmm. And he's like, his office was all this like Texas stuff. And some of them were deep cuts. Yeah. 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 I was going to ask you, I mean, how, how, how do you feel about uh, Texas per, Texas being the villains, Robert? No. <laughs> I mean, look, we've been the villains before. We'll be the villains again. I was like, what are you going to do? Like, um, Texas but, will always rise again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we basically get to find out that... Uh, the, the Admiral is actually the one behind New Rutherford, what I'm calling him. Oh, yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I, yeah, that was, was that was a revelation. At all. Um, I did not think we were actually going to get more Rutherford story until like next season or somewhere. They're going to drag that out. But uh, no, basically New Rutherford uh, is the Admiral's fault because he had hired or uh, got him to uh, build the AI that he was using on the ships. Um, and then like one thing, and I, I called this out before it happened. And then uh, that's how they ended up beating the Admiral is when, uh, well, kind of beating them until he went rogue. Uh, but yeah, when uh, they stopped and like checked to see if there was life on this planet and the, the yeah. AI didn't, I was like, I'm pretty sure that the robot just fell then because like, yeah, exactly. I was just like, I call that out and they're like, yeah, that's exactly what they catch them on. Um, but yeah, and then the, the Admiral, I really like when the, when, um, <laughs> when uh see see sees uh the captain of the Cerritos is like admiral this isn't you you're not a bad guy and he's like yeah i kind of am and i was like man he just, <laughs> he, he, just, he just says it he's like no i, I am i am <laughs> yeah i mean that's just playing on the star trek joke that all the admirals are evil you know yeah yeah um uh, I like when the ship goes bad and it's like I'm gonna burn your heart in a fire. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yes, uh, you need to bring that back. Badgie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I understand, this this space station has no defenses. Apparently not. But my question is, how do you? I mean, I'm pretty sure I haven't. How do you fight in warp? You can't really fight in warp. They did in this episode. <laughs> Cause part, I mean, did they? Yeah, there's a part where the Cerritos is they go into warp and the the Texas class chase them and they're shooting at them in warp and they're taking damage because they're like, we got to do something or else they're gonna blow us up. I'm yeah, like, I didn't think weapons worked when you were at warp. Yeah, I don't think they do either. <laughs> it's like the bullet can't go faster than the gun, exactly. you know? Like it's just not gonna <laughs> not gonna happen in that scenario, you know? You're already breaking the laws of physics. I was like. This right here, except it's on a TV show and not a you know major movie, but this is right here is the exact same as when they freaking uh, in in Star Wars they freaking shot a, sh- a ship through another ship using. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this right here is where they're like, hold up. 
All, all I no can think sense. is like when they when they detonated a warp core at warp, yeah. I'm like, that cannot be good for anybody no. in the surrounding <laughs> sector. Like that caused some damage to time space. Like Sax was just so happy about it. Oh, that was yeah, that was really good. He's <laughs> was so great. Yeah, Boimler stands up. He's like, everybody shut up. <laughs> let's do what Shax wants Shaq's to like, do. Like, I said let's drop the warp core. And I love how the captain like he always says let's drop the warp core. <laughs> and it's brilliant. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> I don't know why he had to walk all the way. Down. He had time to walk all the way down to the <laughs> to engineering to do it himself. He couldn't do that from the bridge. Um, but then uh, we 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 had uh, the the gathering of all the California classes, which I liked that their all their names were California. Uh, yeah, places, and I just love like one one was like the Burbanks. <laughs> they, had, they had the Sherman Oaks, and I was just like, yeah, <laughs> so, some some no Compton in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like they could because if you did a Compton, you'd have to you'd have to make him hella gangster, even if it's a yeah, game. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Gotta have a hella hella gangster ghetto, <laughs> or or you do it like because isn't Compton now like super gentrified? It's true. Like they bought all the houses yeah, up, and now it's, it's still it, Compton. Still, Com- I'm like they're trying to gentrify, but Compton's still Compton. Okay, okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, so they defeat him and then pretty much wrap everything up. Uh, but finally, been saying it all, all freaking Bullshit. season. Bullshit. Bullshit that this this character shows yeah. up now yeah. in the last in minute the last of the show. Last minute of the last episode of season three. But finally, we have the return of the Vulcan character. I'm like, oh, cool. Yep. Cool. To Lynn. Yes, to Lynn. And it, it sees, sees with Tindy, who uh, Tindy's probably gonna drive her insane but that's what will make it fun <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah you have the you have like the most emotionally charged character on the mm-hmm. ship that is gonna mm-hmm. be training like the vulcan that's not supposed to have emotions <laughs> i don't know it doesn't make any sense to me it's like oh her problem is, is that she's being too emotional as a vulcan so let's send her let's to a human, human ship. ship like i'm like yeah i don't think that's gonna work out well yeah what, what was it yeah it did, but it's just such to, bullshit fix her or maybe they were giving up on her and that's why they put her in a human yeah maybe she's just leaving vulcan she's like i don't but she's gonna join starfleet it's so weird it is so weird Mm -hmm. um i mean i think it would be like the greatest joke of all time if she didn't show up in next season (laughs) until like the last minute yes just like and also talyn's been here the whole time like at the last episode, I'd be like, I'm returning from my scouting mission. <laughs> been on yeah. For the whole season. Make that like this whole ready. season should have been about to land. Yeah. Make that a anyway. joke. Uh, but uh, weird, weird. It was, it was, it was all right. Episode. All right. Season, you know, a little, I thought it was an all right days. season. It just, yeah. it wasn't as strong as, I, as I, I feel like they should have shuffled some things around. Cause yeah. I feel like, uh, manner, like you were saying, manner should have left earlier in the season, so we could add a couple episodes yep. of her. And yeah, Talyn should have been. I mean, that's the thing is, you could have had manner off the ship until it could have been. Yeah, and Talyn take her place. Exactly. Like, yeah, like the, the, it was wasted opportunity. Is how I feel. Wasted opportunity. They could have very easily. Yeah. Kind of move things around. I could have used some more of like uh, uh, William Boimler. Mm, yeah. You know, yeah. like in section 31. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, next season's got a lot of potential. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on. We got to have a badgie out there. Yeah. You know, With we're going to have, we're going to have Talyn. We're going to have Boimler in section 31. Yeah. We've got a whole new Mariner, you know, kind of like with a different disposition mm-hmm. coming back mm-hmm. in. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. Next season should be fun. I just think they could have taken some of what's going to be in next season and put it in this season. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 
I, I guess, I guess, you know, this season wasn't going to be when we were going to get the crossover. I guess that's going to happen in Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Because they wouldn't wait till next season of, no, of Lower Decks you, to bring that in. Yeah, they have to. It has happened in Strange New World. Because yeah, unless they're doing like Lower Decks is coming back sooner rather than later, which sometimes they do. I don't see that happening. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I don't see that so. happening. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, exciting stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, As always, you can find us on our website, watchingitpod.com. There, you can find links to our Twitter and to our Instagram. And you can email us, watchingitpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Donnell, what else should they do? Well, what you should do is check out our Halloween episode. We are covering, as we said, the it's The Curse of Bridge Hollow um, on, on Netflix. Netflix. So you're probably going to want to check it out before, before, unless you just want us to spoil it for you. Um, oh, so yeah, such a spoiler show. Yeah, like like yeah. the whole thing, the whole thing's in the trailer. Like you're not, you're not. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, you're you're not watching this for 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 riveting content. You're watching this so you can shut up the kids on Halloween yes. night while you yes. go and like get drunk with your your adult <laughs> friends or something, and they sort through candy. Exactly. Like, this, <laughs> this this movie that movie has a very specific like use case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and, and me and you, Robert, two single men with no kids who <laughs> watched it before <laughs> Halloween even happened. <laughs> That's how we do it. Um, yeah, so get check that out. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, ratings, reviews, five stars, yada, yada, yada. And thank you so much for listening. Bye.